1: Hello Kings fans and welcome once again to your favorite guys in shorts Kings podcast. I'm James Whitlock. And this here is Jordan Heckman.
2: Coming to you live via Jeremy Ronick from my bed.
1: <laughs> lazy lazy Ronick. Uh, so, we uh, we do? did want announce something. We we put it out on Twitter, but um, for the show We wanted to say, we finally gave our baby a name.
2: (laughs) Is that how we're going about it?
1: (laughs) It's been a year and a half, uh, you know, baby's almost ready to walk and uh, kind of figured out what what we want to call him.
2: That's so progressive of us to really have the show grow into the name.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jordan, what do we we settle on here?
2: Uh, We settle on the King's Realm podcast. I love it. Yep, yep, yep.
1: I'm I'm getting used to it still I, I'm still saying Kings Reign.
2: It's a little weird to say. Um, <laughs> been saying guys in shorts for so long, but uh, we we are. I mean, not to confuse anything. We we are still part of the guys in shorts family. Uh, we just decided to go kind of our have our own identity with this, and uh, also um, clear up some of the confusion on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been reaching out to the guys in shorts sports LA show, uh, thinking it was us, um, and and vice versa. And, uh, of course, no one's reaching out to the uh, uh, football club show because, you know, no one really likes soccer.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, let's be real here.
1: This is America. So if you've been watching Twitter, you saw the uh, logo change. I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys think of that. So, um, you know, hit us up. I want to I hear what uh, you guys think of the logo. Uh, but same, same show, just finally got a name. Love it. Perfect. Let's get into games uh, this week. This is going to be a short, short intro. Uh, We're going to go a little bit over our our normal, uh, our normal progression through the show. But we have a special, uh, a special little something for you later later on Uh, and wanted to uh, just jump into what a horrible week this was.
2: So, I mean, the record says it was a horrible week and some of the play that we saw was pretty horrible. But when you go back and look at it i mean we had three losses one win the one win we were supposed to win against florida that was a you know basically playing like a college team um something positive about that is last year when we were supposed to beat teams that were terrible we just didn't so even though we're having a bit of a rough patch now we're still beating the teams that we're supposed to now go go back to vancouver that's a 2-3 loss um we did start that game up two nothing uh we let them come back into that game um we didn't play a full 60 minutes of hockey however it was still a one point loss uh you go into thursday against boston it's a one two loss so we're we're keeping these games close and then even the back side of the back-to-back against the knights even though the the score says two four and we went down three nothing to start the game we still got back within one goal that fourth goal of theirs was an empty netter. So essentially that's a one score one score game as well too. So the record's bad, the points are bad, but if you take a step back and look at it, I think it's not as bad as we think it is.
1: Yeah, and and when we look at some of those games too, some of those game winning goals in the past week, week and a half, um, they're kind of fluky goals. They're 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 the goals we've been getting to go our way for, you know, the first month. So Yeah.
2: I especially I mean, go back uh previous week back to the Sharks game, but they won that game on fluke goals.
1: Yeah, I mean to have a game winner go off a skate, that's uh that's a tough way to go.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: And then the following game, the the game winner goes off Lewis's stick. So Yep. Uh it's it's you know, back to back goals where you're just like why why is that and and you can't fault a goalie for that you can't fault the goalie for for uh not catching those those kind of uh weird goals yeah,
2: yeah a huge directional change where he's expecting to go one way and it's not even something where someone's attacking the net
1: completely agree yeah you know, so up until up until the golden knights um i i really didn't see much um goaltending could have done to prevent the losses but the golden knights i felt like was a different story yes there was just some i just breakdowns i mean breakdowns uh like i i go back to the second goal uh and i was talking about this earlier but it was it felt like that should have been more of a block shot than even a shot on net so um those kind of breakdowns just hurt the team and 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 it seemed to happen. It's, you know, when it happens, you can't get back on track.
2: Well, and then you also look at the third goal where Quick is completely out of the goal behind the net and they come around and and it's going on. Like it was such like a boneheaded move on his part, like so ab- absent-minded. And that's not something that we're used to seeing from Quick either, which I think makes it even more frustrating.
1: That's kind of karma coming back because we did get a we did get a similar goal from uh, mid-ice. <laughs> from Christian Fullen. <Polin. laughs> so. So I feel like that was karma just kind of resetting the uh resetting the score. Yeah.
2: You know, and I, I think there's <laughs> as fucked up as it sounds, I think there's something to be said about the Golden Knights home record. I think going into this this previous week, I'm not sure what it is now, but they were seven and one at home. And it kind of makes you think is I've been to Vegas, you've been to Vegas, we all go to Vegas. What do we do in Vegas?
1: No. Oh, we, we go party.
2: and get fucked up.
1: So and, and there's no makes, clocks anywhere. You don't know what, what you're doing.
2: Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder like, what these guys are doing before they go and, and play the game. I mean, you, I mean, obviously, they're professional athletes. The Kings came in on a back-to-back. They didn't really have time to go party. But um, it just kind of makes you wonder if that's relatable to their stellar at-home record for the Knights. Uh,
1: well, they did fly in Saturday night. Um, do you... Do you land and, and get get a, uh, an Uber and go somewhere. I don't know. Um, but I was talking to Jesse last night and, uh, and he was, he was really stuck on that home record. And in listening to a lot of the broadcasts today, everybody's hitting on this home record and you're seeing teams like Chicago coming in, uh, and just getting waxed by this yeah. team. And, and it, and really we were, It looked like we were um, we were slow on the ice.
2: I agree. and I mean, mean, to to the Knights credit, I mean, they're a fast team. They're they're super young. They're super fast. Uh, They are going in in the direction that the entire NHL is trying to go. And um, I mean, I I think you can attest this. We haven't mentioned it yet, but you were at the game uh, last night. And I heard even though these are all new fans, it is so insanely loud inside of that stadium.
1: Very loud, and um, and they're kind of like your Kings fan base, where you know it, once they feel that there's silence, they got to make noise.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and and you know what's funny? It's uh, one of my one of my things about Vegas is that they took someone from every team, which means every game they play this year, someone on that team has an axe to grind. Sure, because right? they
2: were yeah, because they were the unwanted toys of. Uh, the other team because they weren't protected.
1: They weren't protected. The team could do nothing, and then they had to leave and go to this team.
2: Yeah, and I, I think we saw some of that with uh, McNabb last night. He laid out Dustin Brown when he was trying to enter the zone. It was pretty bad.
1: I think they're telling their their players like, "Hey, this is your team that you came from. You need to show them um, that they made a mistake in letting you go, and and really, really prove it to them." They even put out posters i i found out um and last night's poster was Braden mcnab really so it says golden knights versus los angeles kings and it's a big poster of brayden McNabb. and i have a feeling they're doing that for every game with the player that came from that team
2: yeah I, it kind of makes you wonder what they're going to do the second time around when we go back to vegas but that's pretty interesting
1: yeah so i i, I really feel they're playing that up And, and really hyping up the players to, to dig in and let's win this one for Braden McNabb. Yeah. You know, just telling the team like, Hey guys, we got to do this for McNabb. This is his team. Let's get him the puck. Let's make sure that we clear the lane for him. And, uh, and then Carlson went off too. Yep. So I was sitting with the president of the golden Knights family. Funny enough. Right. And, uh, President Kerry came down and brought his dad a hat after Carlson's second goal and he's like, Here, you're gonna need this tonight. Cause uh we're gonna try and get that third goal, so you have something to throw in the ice. <laughs> so I was a, like, I mean, Man, we are confident.
2: As much as you don't wanna see that, that's pretty freaking cool.
1: It was pretty funny. It was it was a great party there. Um you can you could tell that the um the environment of, of Vegas does come right into the arena and yeah. uh, and you feel the energy so it was i hated the outcome but True. it was a one of the one of the greater like hockey arena experiences i've i've had so it was pretty cool
2: i mean and i gotta give you props i mean deciding to go like <laughs> the night before not even and leaving i mean what time did you leave your house yesterday
1: 12 twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. Showed up. At, I pulled in. At, I was pulling in the parking lot at like four forty.
2: That's crazy. And then turning right back around after that game, and then driving back home. Like that is dedication.
1: Yeah. So we we got a we got a, a message from Jesse Cohen from All the Kings Men. Props to uh, Jesse. Um, but he he wanted uh, someone to to cl- do the post game with, and so um, I was available. I was I was looking for an excuse to go anyway. So. I, I couldn't find one that made sense. Yeah. Um, until Jesse said, Hey, um, come do this. Yeah. So uh and then you so,
2: like, and then obviously you uh go to your wife like, Hey, I gotta go.
1: Yeah, it's anything for the pod, right? Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, we went out, uh I went out and, and uh bought bought my ticket while standing in line, found the amazing seat, glass seat for a ridiculous price. Um, and uh, was was treated like king's royalty.
2: There you go. I mean, it, it is kings versus knights. You think you would be treated like royalty?
1: Yeah, it was. It, and I'll tell you what, it was a little gimmicky. No, it was a lot gimmicky. I thought the Anaheim Ducks were bad. This was this was pretty bad.
2: Yeah, um, with, the, but, with the castle and like their dumbass dragon like mascot who looks like I
1: don't know, like a
2: child room.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that go on throughout the game. I, I don't know if you've if you've caught this on any broadcast or anything, but the Zambonis, as they pass each other, they actually have lances. No, they don't. On them, as <laughs> if it was a joust.
2: <laughs>
1: Most people don't get a chance to see that, but uh, that is they unreal. have jousting Zambonis.
2: Jousting Zambonis.
1: It's it's pretty gimmicky. Um but you know what? That's that's coming from a team that used to come out of Castle Doors. So,
2: what happens? Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, but that was what the '90s. So, like, you can kind of forgive us for that.
1: Uh, the sharks still come out of a shark's head. There's an octopus in Detroit. We kind of joked about that last night, but there's there's gimmicks all across the NHL. This, sure. it's their first year, and I think they're just going big and they're just trying everything they can think of.
2: Trying to find their identity. I I, I saw some videos. I think it was actually uh, Jesse Cohen. Uh, put something up uh, on uh, Twitter yesterday. Like, their, like, ice crew, like, marched in, like, all together. Like, there's some guy playing, like, a drum and stuff like that. Like, just in the middle of the concourse, like, outside of the arena. Um, yeah. Which I was like, that's eh, it's kind of cool. But, like, that's got to get pretty effing annoying after a
1: while. And, and I'll tell you what, the fan base, they're there. I talked to a guy um, at, at the second intermission that was, uh, you could tell, clearly Boston fan, right? Oof. Um, Boston. He's the And worst. uh in, in Golden Knights jersey. And I'm like, how do they let you wear this coming out of Boston? Like, you're a Bruin for life. And uh he goes, No, I'm still a Bruin fan, but I mean I live here now, so you know I'm supporting the Golden Knights. Yeah, but when that's good. when the Bruins came into town, I wore my Bruins jersey. That's good. Like, well, and, and then when I was there for the Detroit game, there was people that took a half Golden Knights jersey and half Detroit and made one jersey out of them. So there's a lot of transplants in Vegas and it and it's sure. Uh, you know what? And the NHL has brought them all out.
2: Well, um, I just remember remembered that uh this isn't a Golden Knights podcast. So um we should probably yeah. move
1: on. Moving on. <laughs> so this week coming up, we got three games?
2: Yep. We've got uh Wednesday, we've got Winnipeg, uh Thanksgiving Eve. Hopefully uh the Jets uh, eat some turkey and overdose on some uh, tryptophan um and then we've got thanksgiving off it's probably a travel day as well too for the team we go to arizona Uh, It's a 6 p.m game on friday and we fly right back to la and we play Sline. Hmm. yeah
1: so i mean the jets are looking similar to us with uh with 12 wins
2: yep but they're playing in what seems to be at least a softer East than I think has been in the past. At least that's the way we made them look going nine and one or, or whatever it was against the East on that uh, road trip. So I think that's a win. uh, anything to see, uh, the yeah uh, lose. Yeah. Bufflin. Yeah.
1: I figure our, our, our ice gets thicker every time he comes because of all of his tears.
2: <laughs> I'm actually looking at their stat leaders right now. And Steve Mason, who's, um, Apparently it's posting a 3.76 goal against average. So that's not very
1: good. Okay, so we we call a win there.
2: I'll call a win, yeah. I'm Arizona? A, Arizona, I mean, that's another team that we have to beat and uh, yeah, they're 5-15 and 3. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league. Um their goalie is posting a 4.33 goal against average. Although this Clayton Keller kid is kind of lighting up the league. Um, he's got 11 goals and 20 points. And he's a rookie, I believe. So he's making um, a decent push for uh, rookie of the year. So that'll be kind of fun to see. But it's still a win.
1: Yeah, it's in their house. We we got to take a loss to, or give them a loss there.
2: Yeah. The only thing is is we don't have Jordan Nolan who was you know, owning them oh, last yeah. year.
1: That was his. That was his place. Yeah. So
2: we'll have to do it without Jordan
1: Nolan. Oh dear. So then Saturday we've got the Ducks in our house. Yep.
2: We do have the Ducks in our house. So hopefully Quick's playing that game, um, so we can see some fireworks again with him and Perry and whoever else decides to try and fuck with them. Um, we gotta
1: represent Dennis's, uh, bold Dennis's prediction. Yeah, bold prediction of twenty plus uh, goaltender penalty minutes.
2: Yep. So that'll be an exciting game. Um, obviously a tough game. They played us tough last last time. Uh, luckily, we've got two ga- or two days of rest after that, so we can kind of leave it all on the ice there and uh, hopefully come out with another win there.
1: So we say in
2: 3-0. I think you got it, man. After a rough week um, at home mostly, too, uh, I-, I think we got to come out strong. We've got two days of rest uh, between the Vegas game and the Jets game. I think the Jets... Uh, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I think we're going to come out with a win on that. I think Quick's going to have a bounce back game. Uh, we probably see Darcy Kemper on Friday, who's been playing out of his mind, and then Quick on Saturday against the Ducks. And we have to beat the Ducks. That's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say two one, and I'm I'm going to give the win to Winnipeg. All right. Um, it we we played a, a. It looked like we started coming together at the end of the Golden Knights game, but. You know, just too many games of of not not being able to put things together, and and it looks like the lines aren't jiving like they they should be. So I don't know that we found our groove yet. Um Hopefully, in the in the next two days, we we do something and and make it happen. But yeah,
2: yeah, I I definitely agree with you with that. I mean, we got comfortable in a groove, but now you see some hesitation and stuff like that. Where I think we're maybe some plays have been blown up, and now they're kind of like hesitant to do. You're not seeing like. The behind-the-back blind passes anymore, which we're working almost every time uh, before. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Steven does to change uh, the momentum of this team. Um, it's kind of a test for him uh, early in the season.
1: Absolutely. So that's our predictions for this upcoming week, uh, Dennis. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Dennis on. I'm gonna put Dennis on a two and one too. He, okay. he always likes to throw a loss in there.
2: Well, is so. that? Does that depend, or is that dependent on whether he gets over his herpes this week or not? Yeah,
1: I I don't know what um what he had to run out for, but um apparently it was he needed a a, a, he was a prescription screaming an ointment
2: about a cream or something? Yeah, yeah. I
1: so, ugh, I I really uh, I didn't want to intrude and, and ask, but we hope he gets better.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the one important thing: this is Thanksgiving week, and Jordan, this is our second year at this. Yep, um, and we're having a blast.
2: Heck yeah! Uh,
1: we kind of want to say, uh, you know, what we're thankful for, and 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 really, what it is, is for our brothers in Pod over at the uh, flagship show, Guide in Short Sports at Los Angeles, uh, who put on a great show and just kind of brought us in to uh, amp up the Kings coverage. Well, which, mostly uh, because they don't know
2: anything about hockey, but
1: they don't. They don't, and. Yeah. Uh, Jeff sounds like Chance the Rapper at uh, Talking Hockey.
2: <laughs> that skit was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, go check out Chance the Rapper on SNL Yeah, doing hockey. It's uh, It literally is Jeff um, on, on one of our first podcasts.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: I, I think that's where they got the dialogue. <laughs> An S, a <laughs> yeah, K, and a J. In there. Or
2: two, it's probably in
1: there. All together. So that's a nope. Nope. Uh, so yeah. Thank you to our guys. We got Victor, Eric, uh, Darren, Jeff, and Ben who do a great show. Um, we do need to get some more hockey back on that show. We're going to do our best to make sure that happens. I think we've
2: got a secret weapon for that though. So.
1: We do. We do. And, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm smiling right now because <laughs> next week it's uh it's going to be upon them. I, I definitely want to thank is for the fans. We've, we've been blessed to, uh, to be graced with a bunch of fans that have jumped on board listening to the show you guys have done um everything you can to share the show with your friends um keep it up keep going because um we love what we're doing we love interacting with you guys and kind of giving you what you want this is your show we we do this for the fans uh to um i i say the ridiculous things that i do for you guys to to yell at me while you're listening so is that what uh, it is well no it's mo- mostly i thought for you were you just a t- drunk idiot i was just trying to piss you off so <laughs> most of the time god damn it <laughs> so there it is uh, so yeah thank you guys uh this uh we decided to do something special uh and and before we get into it i just want to kind of i never got a chance to talk to you about what your thoughts were we 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 aligned a, an interview um for this week as our as our thanksgiving show it was and, with, some, um,
2: with, with with some guy from the kings right like yeah some, yeah
1: it's, uh, some some guy um I don't know if you guys know him, but um, we were we were blessed enough to go down to the King's office and um, talk to Luke Robitaille, president uh, of Los Angeles Kings.
2: That guy. Hall of Famer. Former Kings. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Yeah, that guy.
1: Uh, eight-time All-Star. Rookie of the Year. You name it. Uh, he's done it. Pretty exciting. Uh, has a player, Stanley Cup, and two in the head office. So what was that like for you, Jordan?
2: So I'm not going to lie. We've been doing our little podcast for a little over a a year now. Uh, We've had some people on the show, Jay flats, Jesse Cohen, uh, and and stuff like that. So we've kind of gotten our feet wet with, you know, people who know their stuff about the Kings. Um, I went in there intimidated as all get out. I mean, you just named just a fraction of his accolades. Uh, I, I think you had mentioned earlier before we started the show, he's the highest scoring left winger in all of hockey. Um, played with Wayne Gretzky, played with Rob, Rob Blake. um, You name it. Um, I went in there intimidated. I didn't know how I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to be able to, able to speak to him. And the minute we sat down, the minute he walked into the room and sat down with us, it was like, you've known this guy for years. Like that was the part that blew away, blew me away about him the most is he was so cool. um, So happy to talk to us. um, So, so happy to share some, pretty awesome stories that I'm pretty sure you're never going to hear anywhere else. So, um, it's definitely bucket list dream come true.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I've, I've had, I've had, uh, several experiences and and I'm blessed every time I get to stop by, but, um, he's welcomed my family, uh, in several times. And, and it's, uh, he's just a great guy. He's, he's, he's a guy you want to just listen to and 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 talk to and, and hear his stories. But he also wants to hear from you. Like he wants, uh, to know more about what you're doing and, and how things are going. So to see that kind of, uh, that kind of graciousness and, and humbleness in, in a man that's the president of your favorite team yeah, um, and your sports icon, or at least for me, it's my sports icon. Uh, that's always, that's always neat to see. And
2: yeah. And the fact that he took the time to, you know, sit down with a humble little podcast like us and just go over and spend 30, 40 minutes of his day. It was super awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I'll tell you what I I think he is the epitome of what the what the National Hockey League is and what hockey is to all of his fans is that it's a very approachable game. Yeah. Um, the 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 players, except for Brett Burns, are, are really open to <laughs> you know talk to the fans and uh, interact. So um, it it is it is good to have him on the show. Um, I'm excited for you guys to hear this interview. So uh, Jordan, what do you think? Let's do it. All right, guys. Enjoy the interview. We'll catch up with you afterwards. Hello, it's James Whitlock, and welcome to the newly formed King's Realm. We're here with uh, Jordan Heckman and a special guest, Hall of Famer, and president of the Los Angeles Kings, Luke Robitaille. Hey, awesome. <laughs> and I'm James Whitlock, saying, Luke.
0: <laughs> All I like right. that rule. I like the root
1: beer rule. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're in the offices now, so we had to uh, change to root beer to fit into office policy. That's right. I think it plays though.
0: It does. It's, yeah. It's if it a, would have been after a game at Staples Center, I said, <laughs> yeah. "Let's go for a beer." Well, they have that bar in TSC too. I was thinking maybe yeah. meet up there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then anything goes. So I want to thank you first for taking the time to uh, sit with guys in shorts. Uh, it's a we're kind of an outreach to the fans. It's a pet project of ours that we've been doing for about two years now, and uh, it's been pretty fun. So we've got a lot of response and a lot of uh, feedback from big on Twitter and and uh, through the games and all the fans uh, really excited about just having something that's theirs. So okay, so welcome to uh, right. guys in shorts. Thank you. I like the name. <laughs> <laughs> so with that we just want to go over uh introduce you uh to the fans if as if you don't know if you've been hiding under a rock for the last 30 years right uh played 19 seasons yeah um, eight all star appearances won the cup with detroit that's all right. That's all right. But then brought us too. <laughs> that's so right, in yeah. 2012, 2014. So you got to look
0: at it. It kind of makes right? up for it, right? Yeah. You
1: go out, you get the experience, and you bring it back to the city that you love. So that was the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> well played. <laughs> and uh, then uh, you had the num- your number retired on January 20th, 2007. What was that? The
0: picture's right here. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, it's pretty special. I mean, uh, you know, the, when you're. I guess I was a kid and I wanted to play the game. And then at one point in my life, I thought, maybe I have a chance to play pro and then played pro. And I've always kind of, even though I left a few times, I've always felt the Kings were my team. And then to get at the end and they retire your jersey, I mean, it's like, it's kind of hard to describe. It's not something you play for. It's not something, you know, you, you set out your goal. Oh, I'm going to play for the LA Kings and they're going to retire my jersey. I was <laughs> right. not, you know, so it's, uh um, it's a uh, I, w- I would call it a humbling experience, and it's something that's uh, you cherish because it's 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 very special that they actually retired jersey, and it's it's the same feeling I would say I had as uh, getting in the Hall of Fame, which is not something I played for, but it's certainly something that looking back, you know, I'm like, man, I worked really hard to get there, and I I know how much I put into it, and you know, I. I don't take it for granted but i certainly cherish
1: yeah it was only two years later you were in the hall of fame yeah wow
2: and two years after that you also get your own statue at staples center which is pretty awesome
0: yeah so all those all those kind of fit (laughs) in the same vein you know i think it's uh i think that the statue is a little bit different because you know you're you're next to magic or yeah it's kind of cross sport which is awesome wow this is i mean it's it's pretty special so i I you know it's it's like I said it's humbling it's hard for me to talk about it.
1: I, I remember when when the statue was going up. One of the things you said was you like you want want to see uh, bring your family here, but you know your dogs will just come over and pee on the statue. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> done it yet. My, my wife
0: still thinks it's a bad bad idea, but I, I'm like I want to do that one night just when there's no one there. I just I still think I, I think it's a funny picture to it's have. It's hilarious. That, be pretty funny. <laughs> like I have to find a way to do it.
1: No, but it definitely definitely puts you in. um and and I know it's tough to talk about yourself, but it puts you in, in an iconic status and, and and that's how I feel you're seen in uh in in the community and and you've uh, been on shows, T V shows. I, I love the show you did on Bones. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're, you're like that, that uh that inner voice that he has when no. he passes out.
0: They totally uh they totally screwed me actually on bones. I don't know if you oh, ever really? heard the story. No. So so the guy, the producer of Bone is a friend of mine, Barry Josephson and, and Dave Boreanaz, we've known over the years, we play hockey together. And and the director of the show was a friend of mine, his name is Chad Lowe. And we go back to like in the 80s, he used to come to the games, so I was like, so Barry kept calling me and says, look, I'd love you to, we have this bit and can you do it? And it was in the middle of the season. I said, Barry, I really can't do it. So sorry. So I was trying to get him, I've got. I could do it. I remember at the time Brendan Shanahan, I thought was retiring. So I called him, called Jeremy Ronick and none of them could do it. So finally, Barry said, well, could you do it another day? I'm like, I reluctantly said, okay. Because the whole Hollywood thing, sometimes I just hate to hurry up, sit and wait. right and then do your line and sit and wait longer so (laughs) i was like barry i I don't know so finally i agreed to do it and i said but i can only do it i think i can't remember i said i could be there early in the morning but i had to leave at 3 p.m we had a game that night and i said look i i understand how it is and you guys in hollywood you hurry up you get there and the next thing you do the union says you gotta have lunch and then you gotta take a break and this i said can you guys let me know you can have your breakfast and lunch and I'll come in so when it's time to work I'll be ready to work and then get it over with so he was laughing he says okay and then I said one more thing I go not that I think I'm Robert De Niro but can you ask your writers to write like words that I would actually use sometimes I'll write stuff that yeah. doesn't make sense to me and there's nothing you know even though i could try like i grew up speaking french so i know i know how far i could push it so he laughed he said no problem so to make a long story short they send me the script and i guess in in, in those tv show and i don't know it works in movies but you know every day they change the color of the script to make sure they keep track of it like oh, so okay. <laughs> if the if the line changes the color changes so the they gave me the script the day before and it was on, they call it size, smaller piece of paper. And I think it was green. And so I, I practiced the night before. My wife was helping me. She was laughing at me and my delivery. <laughs> but anyway, she got me at the right place. So the next morning I'm like driving there. It was in the valley and I, I'm like, okay, by the time I get there, I, th- I think I got it. So we go on the ice. He says, we're just gonna rehearse it once or a few times and then we'll, we'll film it after, so. I get at the ice center ice and there's a bunch of crew member and dave borianis comes in who's a really nice guy dave is just a great guy he gets on the ice and i see him and he he, he looks like he's in a bad mood so he, he he skates next to me and i don't have my crew i just got my skates on and he goes uh, he goes hey luke how you doing i go i'm doing okay how you doing you know I'm, i think he's going to talk about the flyers a big flyers fan he doesn't say anything. He says, "I go sorry. I'm in a bad mood." He goes, "My back's killing me." He goes, "I was on the ice yesterday all day." He goes, "I don't know how you guys did it all those years." I'm like, "Oh," I go, "Sorry, man." I go, "Well, if you want, I can. I might know a doctor that can help you with your back." You know? He goes, "No, it's all right." Sorry. Then, then he looks at the staff, and there's like eight people on the ice. He says, "Let's ju- let's just rehearse, and then I'll go take a break." But he says it like. Like tough, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, this guy's—he's a real jerk. That's what my thinking <laughs> is. <laughs> That's a real hard ass, huh? So, so they start the line, and 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 I pulled out. I'm all happy. I got my piece of paper. I got my 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 minutes, and I pull out my piece of paper. Mine is green, and everyone else around, I think, is pink. So so Dave looks at me. He goes, "You don't have the new the new lines." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, and he, and he looks at everyone, and he goes. What do you mean he doesn't have the new line? he starts oh yelling at people. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all, right. it's all right. He goes, no, it's not all right. And then, you know, I, can we swear on this show? Is this like it? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. He's like throwing F-bombs at everyone. He's like, this f and show is wrong. It's so unprofessional. And he starts screaming at everybody. Meanwhile... My friend Chalo's on the ice too. He's the director, and and he's like, "It hey, this lasts like thirty seconds, which seems like ten, 10 minutes to me, because yeah. I'm on there. I don't know anybody. I know Chad, but he's yelling at Chad too because he's a star, and he, and he's like pissed. He's a good actor. He's like really pissed, and I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so he goes, he goes, fuck it, let's just. Let's just do the line. Give him his goddamn. Line. Let's just do it. And he says, uh, "Then he, then he, then he turns around to me. He goes, are you okay?'" Like to me, like, I'm, like uh, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I'm like you're oh, traumatized. Yeah. So they give me this piece of paper, and my entire script is totally different. I went from like, let's say, I think his name is Booth on the show, yeah. Booth, or and it, it was like, a, "Hey, uh, Booth, how you doing?" And he's like, hey, "I'm doing great, uh, Luke. Uh, can you help me with this?" So then my line would be like, well, I think uh, he wasn't a great player. That would be example of my line. So, it, so the new script was like, so instead of saying boot, I'm like, hey boot, the best detective, the greatest guy around, the, the best person, you're the greatest, and it, it goes on. I'm like reading, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta, I'm not really paying attention when I'm reading because I'm like, I gotta learn all this. Yeah. So then he goes, yeah, so. That's his answer. And then it goes to me, so as the greatest Nostradamus, and then they, they throw in a whole bunch of words. They're like super long, and I'm like reading this. I'm like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, I got to go back to my trailer. I got to learn these lines. I got to leave here at 3 o'clock. I got to go. I got a meeting at Staples Center at 4 o'clock. Like, I oh got all God. this, and I'm like freaking out in my, my pure fear. And then, then I finished this full paragraph. And then again he goes, Yeah, so what next? And then I turn the page and then my line is half the page. It's all me talking. God. I'm like,
2: Holy straight shit. straight up monologue. I
0: can't read. It's a full monologue <laughs> and I'm I start to read and the words are so hard, it just doesn't even make sense. I look up and I see Chad Lowe like start smiling <laughs> a little bit. That. I go Thank you, <laughs> I threw the script at him and everybody starts laughing. I swear at that point, I thought oh, there was a man. camera, a hidden camera, because they had me, they had me. I said, if you guys would have filmed that, you would have seen a man with pure fear and not knowing what to do. So, so was everyone was all in on it with everybody all the different all colored paper and yeah. stuff like that? They're that all is in. It was pretty good. Amazing. Though. That is so funny. I'm just glad there's no video. of. Actually, I would like to see video because yeah, right. I know that was probably the scariest I've ever been in my You're life. like, where is Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. <laughs> is he I being punked right now? What's going on? So that was fun.
2: Well, should we get into hockey? Yeah. All right. Well, we start off probably with one of the mo- more uh, in-depth questions here. Um, of all the things you have accomplished in your uh, extensive professional career, what stands out most as your favorite?
0: My first game. Yeah, playing in the NHL, you get to your first game, you're like, I made it, I'm here, like yeah. I'm actually getting dressed. First game, I was lucky; I scored in my first shot, my first shift. But it was getting dressed. I remember the morning skate, like it was yesterday. Stepping on the ice, and man, this is my place now. I want to make a difference, you know. And, yeah. And then that first game was against St. Louis, so never forgot that. That was my first game. Yeah. Very cool.
1: You know when we were at the uh, poker tournament and we saw—I forget who we were playing—but um, one of the one of the rookies scored on his first shift. Yeah. And I saw your smile. Yeah. Like I still saw that excitement. Was
0: that, was that uh, Columbus? The kid from Columbus? Uh, yeah, I think was, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I, I could still see that excitement yeah, in your smile when like, like, you're like,
0: think about it—you're a kid. You're so happy to be in. You step on the ice, you get a shot, and you score. You're like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so easy. Why have I been doing <laughs> right? this the whole time? <laughs>
1: This NHL thing is going to be a breeze. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Top
0: level.
2: Um, for you personally, who who do you think the most standout player is this year on
0: on the team? Standout player? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to name one, but if I were to say, like, you know, I love what Kopi's done to change his game. Dustin Brown, obviously Jonathan Quick, and Drew, and then you go down, you know, from Alec Martinez coming in, and Tyler, you know, working out and kind of these guys are what i like about is they're not training to get in shape they're training to get better Mm -hmm. and if they keep doing this they're going to get better every year because they're already smart and good players so they're really making a difference in our organization they're going to teach our young guys what it takes to be successful in the nhl awesome i think last game we had six rookies yeah they hit the ice and to be able to play with
1: those guys, that, that's a great balance.
0: Exactly. We're going to have a lot of rookies. That's the new system. And, you know, you start having one or two injuries, you know, everybody kind of evens up even more. So you got to find a way to win your games with your core, you know, with some of your guys missing, like we're missing Jeff and Cliffy. And so, uh, you know, we're missing Gabby. So when these guys come back and what we're playing as a team, we you know, we're going to It's going to be really exciting. Damage. It's exciting now. So yeah. I yeah. can't
1: imagine what, exactly. what we have in store.
0: Well, what we've seen
2: three or four first career NHL goals. Yeah, three. I think three. Yeah, pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I speaking on that as well too. So who are you most excited about about the new players on the team? I follow. Uh,
0: I mean, they've all they've all you know. Fulan's been really good. You know, Oscar fenberg has been really good. Obviously, I follow with, with Alex. We're really happy. I mean. You know, our guys did a big pitch on getting him. We're happy when he came on board. You never know where he's going to fit in. But he found a way to play with Kopey and Dustin where, you know, he's chasing pucks so hard. He's first on pucks. He finds a way to make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a gift for that. And that new game in the NHL is about speed. And he's found a way to play real fast that's really Helping you know our first line, you know, getting a lot more scoring opportunities that they were in the past. Yeah, his his hockey IQ does not seem like he's hockey yeah. at all. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's we're
1: hearing this. We're hearing the term kind of resurface of hockey sense, and and he's one of those guys. That I think just he has it. Like he he drives where he needs to be, and and he doesn't have to. Uh, doesn't seem like he has to be as coached as much as some of the newer guys uh, in
0: the league. Well, you know, I can't speak for the other guys, but what he does very well is he reads the game real well. It's just, there's things in our game that you can't teach. Like, you know, someone, some players seems to know where the puck's going to be next. And he seems to know that when he forces player, he seems to know to go on the left or the right side of that guy to steal the puck. And that's, I don't think you can really teach that. It's a sense that you have. And he, he seems to come up with more pucks you know, often stealing than not stealing, which is very rare in our game. It's a, it's a really hard thing to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we, we are all excited about
1: like the fan base is excited about where we're at right now. Is this kind of watching the first, you know, uh, first 15 games where where you kind of saw us sitting?
0: Uh, Yeah, we, you know, because, because of our core, we knew like our guys were working hard in the summer. I mean, it comes down to your core guys have to take the lead always. Um, you know, I'm not going to joke that we're missing Jeff Carter. and uh, But uh, but our guys have taken it upon themselves to make a difference, to be difference makers. So, uh, you know, even though we've had a little slide uh, the last few games, you know, we, we expect our guys to bring it back up and, and, and just find ways to win those big games. Yeah. And I
2: think personally, Kopitar has changed
0: his own narrative of himself
2: where maybe he was getting a hard time of being captain last year for the first year. And I think he's really kind of showing what his skills are in that aspect as well, too. And I think he's growing there as well.
0: I mean, always been a leader on our organization. He's always been, you know, he's the guy, you know, you're down 3-2, you want him on the ice, he's going to make the right play. And the way he plays defensively forces everyone on our team to play better defensively. When your best player is your best defensive player, that means everybody else has to be to, to that level. So, he he's always been leader. I definitely think that uh, you know this year he's coming in and he seems a lot more comfortable. I don't think it has anything to do with the letter he's wearing. I think it has to do with with him coming in this year and uh, you know his work ethic is changing that. And uh, sure. you know people forget that last year he jammed his wrist
1: mm-hmm. and.
0: Um, it was like three months, I think, where he could barely shoot. So, yeah. you know, you, sh- you lose velocity on your shot. And he's, because he makes so many plays for us, most of his plays come from a little bit more from the outside. Mm-hmm. So he was losing some of those opportunities to score last year. Makes sense.
1: We, we're, we're seeing a lot, like watch, watching some of the soccer games in the tunnel and, and warm-ups that you're seeing a different level of excitement mm-hmm. uh, from all the players, so... And Kopey's a, a sniper at that soccer That's game. That's what you were telling us. He just <laughs> takes people out. Is he
0: really? Good oh, for my him? God. <laughs> Leadership. <laughs> he is lethal. Oh,
1: man. So moving into like the, the community and, and what, what has happened, we've seen a shift. Um, and as a dad, I see it a lot more is, is what we're doing for building up the next generation with with the uh, Little Kings, um, teaming up with the Ducks on some stuff, um, the, the high school league, which commissioner I think is Jim Fox
0: yeah it's not Jim Fox anymore oh, but, uh, you know hes just well he's got too much on his plate <laughs> but uh, but uh, but that, uh, that's the way we go we're gonna we're finding a new commissioner oh got gotcha. <laughs> so
1: hey, I'm excited to see that do you do you are you starting to see that it, it, it's been going on for a good amount yeah, of time yeah we now.
0: see a tremendous growth I mean uh, we've said if we could build 10 rinks we would uh, and we'd sell them all out uh, but uh, there's uh, you know we We've been working at it for 10 years, where we do 1,500 appearances a year, if you include our ice crew and Bailey, our alumni, and our players. So we're, you know, if you divide by 365 days, it's, you know, yeah. it's a lot of appearances uh, every day. And uh, I think slowly but surely, you know, it's getting ba- bigger and better. Uh, Kids want to get on the ice. They, they 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 want to be Kopitar, Drew Doughty, and so forth. Uh, we have we've uh, we've grown our staff to have more have more coaches, more alumni, and so forth. Uh, I think the next level for us is to make sure we get stick in kids' hands uh, to play. Like I grew up playing. Like it's funny in Canada, we, we used to play hockey in the winter. In the summer, you know, I played other sports, baseball and lacrosse. But we would play hockey on the street or in the schoolyard with just a ball and mm-hmm. a stick, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to uh, to bring that into Los Angeles because kids love to have a, a tool in their hands. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. So uh, we made a deal with YMCA where we're gonna we're distributing sticks and those orange balls and goalie equipment and nets so they could play. I think last year we distributed five thousand of those. So we're gonna do I think double that this year. Oh. And we're working with the league and then, but what's more important is we're gonna send like some of our hockey development people to make sure we teach the game, we teach the teachers what to do and so forth. And I think as if we do that, it's gonna take us a few years, but we'll have more and more kids loving the game of hockey, which is a great team game. At the end of the day, what's great about hockey is you can't be successful on your own. You need your teammates and it teaches you great values. Sure. The, the whole series
2: of commercials that you guys run like before the game and stuff like that, and I see him all over the internet on on TV with yeah. the, you know the kids playing to the Alec yeah. Martinez uh, yeah. goal in uh, 2014. It's I, I get excited every time I watch those yeah. commercials. Cause it's so fun. I know part part of it's probably Bob obviously making the call and stuff like that and watching that live. But those kids, like I can see how that would get kids yeah.
0: excited the about the sport. Up. That's where yeah. we grew up. grew very yeah, cool. Playing just like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you. I I think I told you before, but you signed my stick hockey, mm-hmm. my my uh, street hockey stick. Uh, when I was little, and that yeah. that was kind of like my my introduction. Like this is this is a lot more fun. Like I met somebody that
0: yeah. actually the game. does this yeah. on a high and, level. Yeah, so yeah. it was, yeah. It was wow. uh,
1: yeah that was kind of my introduction. My dad had seats, and and I I started liking hockey a lot more.
0: Yeah, um, so. yeah, you're right. That's the way it is a lot of time when you meet the guy. Yeah, you
1: yeah. just meet somebody yeah. and you're like, I want to be like. <laughs> yeah, that's so. pretty cool. And then now. We're talking about uh, youth in the area. A little. We want to dedicate a little time to Echoes of Hope. Yep. Um, I I I got a chance to get involved and help out. Yeah. Um, and That's a lot. And it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting what you guys are doing. And and I don't think there's enough we can do to, to get the word out. Um. And so if you if you just gave us yeah, a little
0: something, it, it, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Like there's so many causes that are very important. You know, you go to CHLA and you see you're going to Ronald McDonald House. So, I I, I think when I look at it, what well, we're doing it at the Coast of Hope, uh, I think of it where we're helping you know uh, kids that could end up being homeless because I well, we found out the statistics are from a, a kid that's an emancipated foster youth that goes out of his home. Was grew up home at 18. He gets a check and a good luck, and uh, if that. That family or that group home decides not to see them again because sometimes they, their life they move on. That kid's out on the street, and uh, I think sometimes we don't understand why. Like, how come there's gangs and so forth? And it's because, unfortunately, it's their own, it's their only family. Yeah. And so what we've seen, my wife and I, is we've seen that the, there's some kids that are are um, without parents. They're are living in group homes. They're are going to high school and their dream is to go to college, get a job and they want to be successful. They're actually working real hard at it. Of those kids that graduate high school that find a way to get some funding from the government and so forth, only th- only 3% of those kids will succeed. And the reason is they don't have any backing once they go to college. Sometimes they find, you know, a few grants here and there and they have a student loans, but they can't they can't do it. They just they they just can't do it they can't they go through their first run of books and they can't do it so we we're helping those kids we're making sure we see them through college and the idea for me is like when when you go to uh, a um, whether an after school program whether it's after all star, after school all star that we're doing across the city or or any of those those places where you go to group homes is you want to tell those kids no actually if you do work hard if you do go to school and you do go to college there's someone that will help you it's not like no one cares and to tell you the truth the funny thing is it's not a lot of it's not money it's about <laughs> making sure they have like a parental advice right because unfortunately for those kids they've never had someone to lean on where they could talk to or help them make a decision about life and uh, and I know these kids I mean within 6 months you know 63% of them end up homeless so it's a tough one we you know so I always feel like the more kids we can help there, you know, we're gonna keep them off the street and give them a chance, and then they're gonna get a job and help society. And I would, I'd tell you, ninety-nine percent of the kids that we have, actually, it's probably ninety-nine point nine percent, because I'll keep myself that zero point one percent of people that can't say a lie. But they all say the same. They say they want to keep help kids like them when they graduate and have a job, which Huge. I always think, if oh gotta yeah. help one, right? You know, they're gonna help Exponentially. each other, yeah. Yeah. And Nicole does an amazing job. Yeah, and Nicole oh that gosh. works with us, she's a star. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: you wanna ask about
1: the about the ice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we uh go to we're coming up on a holiday, um it's holiday on ice. Yeah. We got three locations were announced. Yeah. Um pretty excited about those. I didn't see the USS Iowa on there as a navy guy i know <laughs> i love that thing i just
0: loved it i yeah. missed it last year i keep bugging yeah. these guys we're gonna go skating on the battleship it was so cool how you hard know, was that you set know up? what it was on the uss Iowa. well first of all it was too small uh-huh. we didn't have enough room and it was and it's hard to get there it's kind of even though it's just a parking lot away it's kind of hard to get there and we didn't get the crowd like, the expense to set it up and everything, and the, and the ice surface was not big enough. Right. It was, uh, we couldn't keep it, like, to do it again this year. But what a great experience. I just, love. still to oh. this day, I think it's one of the greatest things we've ever done. It skating was so on cool. a battleship. On the ship. Yeah, it's like People on the were, water and everything. like yeah. skating you don't get better on the views. ship last year was amazing. No know? one
1: could say they did done that except yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's pretty neat. And we can't say that either. But
2: Well, yeah, because we never pulled the trigger on it, but. Shame on us. <laughs> James <laughs> keeps talking about Every it.
1: Every week before we start a show. Hey, guys, we going to go to the Battleship Skate? Yeah, we going to Skate on a well, Battleship or what? Dennis, unfortunately, couldn't You're be here. you
0: roller, roller I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those decks, the old
1: deck. If you had one hockey story you wanted to tell, like you wanted spoken in your eulogy.
0: Oh, to, just in my
1: to, eulogy? To kind of like...
0: Show who you were or
1: a funny thing you want people to remember That's about a you. grim, James. Uh, it's, it's a It's a great way to think about it because then you're like, I have one
0: chance to get a message out well, there. Well, it's buddy. like a, I don't know, I don't really know. But I think if there was one thing, like a lot of people thought I loved the game and they, they saw me laugh and smile at the game. But to me, probably my best moments were when guys would talk about me or tell me or tell a friend that they thought I was one of the hardest workers. If they knew I paid the price to play the game, like I remember I got cut, I think I got 25 stitches up above my eye, and and I came back, finished the game, and Mark Messier, after that playoff series, says, I'd take you on my team anytime. Ooh. To me, that was the greatest, wow. wow. greatest moment of my career. Because it you know the game within the game is like you know you do a lot of stuff but if you get the respect from your peers or your teammates to me that's everything yeah absolutely that's cool that would be that is really man Mm. that is awesome that was cool to me (laughs) yeah
1: heck yeah so we like to do a little thing on our show quick fire yeah uh just shoot some things out do first thing that comes to your mind okay um and uh jordan go ahead uh
0: coke or pepsi coke coke do you want to know why? i got to tell you Yeah, why. sure. Why not? Let's hear it. Because Coke is number one. And I always <laughs> tell people, and, and here's how you know Coke's number one. Pepsi in the old days used to do the Pepsi Challenge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay? So they would do the Pepsi Challenge. They would literally blindfold you on TV, if you remember. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they would put a can of Coke and a can of Pepsi. So which one's better? They would try to sell you people pick Pepsi. Well, Coke never had to do that. No, exactly. Cuz right. they were Coke. Right. They were number 1. <laughs> they would so never be behind. Never never behind do do so I always tell our staff we, we got to think of the Kings like we're Coke. Yeah. You know, we're number 1. Yeah. We, why why bother about other people? Why talk about other people? Let's just talk about ourselves and be the best we could be. And we serve so coke, coke in stable center, right? No, we do. They're our sponsor, but I But but it, the funny we use the analogy in our meetings. We're do Coke. Really? That's funny. Yeah, we're Coke we don't we don't worry about anybody else
2: that is pretty funny because like after after the win in 2012 you saw a lot of teams trying to emulate the kings as well too so trying to be like like them and like pepsi trying to be like oh that's actually really
1: funny (laughs) it was pure grit at that point oh yeah for sure we need some of that grit yeah yeah
2: absolutely um we're kind of like
1: cola Cola <laughs> for a podcast, yeah. Like, uh, right, RC, like RC, you're like RC yeah. Cola. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're like, RC, those, like, at least you're different, right? Yeah, exactly. We got a little we, Mountain Dew, we, we got <laughs> a yeah. Mountain Dew. We're like,
2: uh, one of those like regional soda, like a cactus cooler yeah. or something.
1: <laughs> I don't know any other podcast that pours whiskey throughout the show, <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: pounds beers. Um, what's your go to order at Tim Hortons? Oh, at Tim Hortons. My go-to is an extra large coffee. For years, I went there and I always had a large coffee, but now it's, and then I realized it was extra large, so I'm very happy. Three <laughs> milk, you know, mm-hmm. and they have three pump there because they get they serve you the milk, which that's what, that's what makes it special. Oh, oh, wow. nice. And then the uh, banana nut muffin. Okay, no questions asked. <laughs> Perfect. Favorite place to play. Favorite place to play besides you know the forum in la when i was there probably was the old chicago stadium Ooh, that was okay. just the greatest place to play small rank it was so tight and it was it was amazing who was the best player travel buddy best player travel buddy i was lucky i got so many great guys but you know tony Granado was awesome uh I mean, you know, Blake, he was awesome. But my I could tell you my best favorite roommate was Maddie Nordstrom because he did everything. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie Nordstrom, like, I forgot to check out one time. He checked out for the rest for the next five years. Oh. So no, look, you never check out. So I checked out. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. Yeah. So he kind of did everything in that way. So he was a good roommate. That's I mean. hilarious. We got a long grade. <laughs> Um Pancakes or waffles? Oh, a tough one! I'm, you know, I pancakes or waffles. If I can only pick one, I'll go with waffles. All right, fair enough. Uh, with walnuts.
1: <laughs> with walnuts, <laughs> I'm sensitive the
0: theme. Best round of golf. Ooh. Best round of golf. Well, I think in the in the in the late '90s, I used to go play. I think it was three times a year. Would be the first three, some to take off with two buddies in the summer before I'd go work out at Pelican Hill. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I brought down my average to about a 12, so it was fun, but well, I, I do remember one hole. I think it was hole number four in a south course. If I'm not mistaken, it was hole number four. I literally missed my, it was a part three, I missed my shot and I go, what? I, I think I threw shit and, <laughs> and it, 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 it landed on the green and went in the hole. Hole in one! I thought I missed my shot, (laughs) so that was pretty cool. (laughs) Because it's a down, it's a downhill green, so Mm -hmm. it's it may be 120 yards, 130 yards, but it's down. So I thought I missed it. It kind of went line drive, landed on the green, just rolled right in the hole. We were like, what? Uh, (laughs) We couldn't believe uh, uh, it. You guys saw that, right? Got it, got it. All right, cool, perfect. Yeah, I feel like everybody
2: who's just like an average golfer, like if they have a hole in one story, it's always like, oh, I thought I I hooked it or
0: something, and and
1: it ends up taking this weird bounce that's pretty great all
0: right boys that was easy
1: yeah thank you we uh we thanks. enjoy just just uh talking hockey and that's <laughs> all we do so yeah or at least on the podcast yeah at least on the podcast <laughs> right <laughs> so we want to thank you today for uh for allowing us come out and and uh just come in the office and and join the guys in shorts uh, on the king's uh, realm so thank you once again thank you and Absolutely. thanks for the root beer any time. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll uh, send you a case. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they tried guys. to bring uh, four sons' uh, lucky luke yeah. here. <laughs>
0: they ran <but> out. <laughs> I couldn't get hold of it. Yeah.
1: And then He's he so had, popular. He found brew doughty. <laughs> there's, really yeah. There's there's
2: a, brew? uh, there's a brewery in Redonda Beach called Kings Harbor, and they have uh, one. They they just put out like last week. It's called brew doughty. Brew Yeah. That's yeah funny. It's that's funny. We're gonna have haven't
0: to tried it either. yet, but yeah. I hear it's
1: pretty good. All right. Well, thank you so much, and and uh, we'll we'll keep. Uh, keep everybody posted on the season. Yeah. All right. Thanks
0: guys. Thank you. Thanks for your support.
1: Perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I could listen to that interview a hundred times. I I loved, I loved uh, the experience and uh, thank you once again for Luke uh, to sit down with us and, and be able to share some of those stories for you guys.
2: Yeah. That uh, bone story is probably my favorite all time story that I've heard. Uh, (laughs) I've never heard that one. So that's great. Yeah. Just, just him getting totally pranked. Like, the fact that everybody went out of their way to
1: change that piece of paper just to F with him, like that, was so great. Oh man! And damn, you guys, that's our boy. And sorry, right. Dennis couldn't be there. Yeah. Well, next time. Yeah, yeah, next time for sure. So that's it for us. Yeah, uh, let's
2: uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Um, once again, we'll give a shout out to uh, at Guys and Shorts LA, our uh, flagship show. Feel free to uh, check out the website guys Check out some merch. Uh, we're going to have some new merch up here soon that we're working on for the new, uh, rebranding, uh, Kings, Kings realm pod. Um, again, check us out at Kings realm pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, tell your friends like, and share, check us out on, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud and Google play as well too. And, uh, we'll wrap up from there, uh, for James Woodlock, uh, dennis wilson Herpes. i am jordan heckman saying <laughs> go,
1: go kings go go. Go, go, kings, go kings go go kings go so our first question would be which can would you choose beer in your office Root beer. Root beer. (laughs) 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 Uh, That
2: was good.